Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of the Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of the Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good morning welcome to another episode of the Core Business Show. I'm Tim J.K., your host. Today we're going to talk about um, Bill Dean's book called Smooth Criminal, One Man's America, uh, Crime Wave. Um, if you'd like to join the conversation, you can and join us by putting a question in the chat room, or you can email us, or you can get give us a call at 347-324-3460. Bill, welcome to the program. Good morning, Tim. I guess to begin with, our, our audience love personal stories, so if you don't mind, tell us about yourself and how oh. you came about writing this book. Okay, well, uh, I'll tell you that when I uh, combine it with uh, my meeting, Smooth Criminal. I uncovered the secret release of prisoners to carry out dangerous assignments overseas many years ago. I left uh, CBS News as an assignment editor to research and write this full-time explosive story. And after four years this June, I was ready to publish Smooth Criminal, a one-man American crime wave. It highlights the damage one supervised criminal con artist can do to the American public. Hmm. The uh, CIA's extreme secrecy policy is the problem, extreme secrecy. They don't tell anything to anybody, and that's what hurt a lot of people. Uh, all they had to do was to whisper in the ear, hey, watch out for this guy. They didn't even have to call him a con artist. They didn't have to say that they released him from prison, anything. And the, as I say, it's extreme secrecy. Uh, I wouldn't bother uh, doing this story just letting criminals out of jail to do dangerous assignments overseas. Uh, after all, maybe they have saved us from two more 9-11s. Who knows? They don't publish these things. But um, they send them overseas, they do the dangerous assignments, and they're promised, you get back to the United States, you may die trying to do this dangerous assignment that we're telling you. And they gladly say, I'll get out of jail to do it because they can't stand. Somebody with 120 IQ cannot stand that nonsense and the games that go on in prisons. And, uh, I mean, I certainly wouldn't do it, but if I had been in jail and I had 30 more years to, to go, and I think I would uh, I would say, yeah, I'll take a chance with my life. <laughs> um, the Fed's deal to release uh, prisoners so secretive uh, that local police, this is the problem, local police and even the FBI are told to stay out of the problem. Uh, they they are not supposed to be involved if uh, somebody is calling and calling the police and saying, please help me, uh, somebody has taken all of my money uh, and sold my property from under me and drugged me. Uh, they uh, I know a woman that went to the FBI and said, please help, and they said, go home, he's no con artist. Um, the local police, a local police officer was called because he was causing trouble in the neighborhood and uh, the um, uh, the um, they they just they just uh, well they they refused to come and an officer came uh, on his own and said I'm here totally on my own he says uh, we have it higher than the 
chief of police of Tampa, somebody way, way, some organization way, way much higher uh, says, don't touch this case. Don't even make a note that you've been called. Um, and uh, so these guys were immune because they felt that the uh, re revelation of the program was that important and that uh, few people, the rationale that we've got 315 million people in America and we're trying to protect them, and so there is a residual downfall. We have to accept it. So what if, so, uh, if a few people uh, you know, uh, lose their jobs, lose their businesses, are drugged? Um, we just have to accept that. I don't think in this particular case that they do. All they had to do was to whisper in the ear of some of these people uh, that watch out for this guy. Don't trust him, the, the person that you're dealing with all this time. And uh, they didn't do it. That's extreme secrecy. Hmm. What type of assignments uh the government normally have uh, these individuals to do? Well, we really don't know exactly. I know what Smooth Criminal did down in Cuba. Uh, he was, uh, in fact, I, I talked to him. I said, why should they trust you? You're a crook. And, uh, I mean, we were we were that close. And um, he said, because I, I don't know what I'm doing. He says, I have to, um, you know, go to such and such coordinates and count the number of generals coming out of this building. Well, uh, you know, uh, what does that mean to me, he said. And uh, it, it didn't. But then when it went back to Miami uh, in the second biggest uh, CIA office in the world, uh, they put those pieces together into a meaningful way. And also mm -hmm. some, some other criminal, was uh, ex-criminal, was, uh, was out there doing some of the same things. They didn't know it, and you better come back with the same information or they know that you were... Uh, enjoying yourself on Miami Beach and not uh, going into the danger. Hmm. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's an untold story, and uh, you know so, you've seen this done fictionally, you know, so many times. Mm -hmm. But this is this is the true story. I came across it, and I felt obligated to report it because I've I met these people, and they have been hurt, and I really feel sorry for them, and uh, they get conned, and uh, they lose everything. I have a 90 year old woman that's working as a maid. She's lost everything. She had a half a million dollars, and this crook took it from her. And took her took her motel in Miami from her, and I, I, it's enough to make you cry. I, and the I, rationale is to put them to do dangerous work that um, not necessarily they want to use the military or they only use some special operations for, and let them take the risk. Well, uh, special military and so forth would be too obvious. These guys are, are are not obvious. That was another reason. Also, if somebody like this is let out of jail to do one of these things in case they get killed, and many of them do, nobody knows. You know, They don't have a record out here. They have a record in prison, and uh, they just wipe it off, and nobody knows how many people have been killed like this. Uh, the uh, people have to understand the difference between agents and operatives. These are not agents. These uh, the agents operatives. tell the operatives what to do, and some of them, you know, just carry out something for ten minutes, or some of them carry are are working full time as operatives for their life. It's their career. It depends. Tell us about what type of people or what type of criminals the uh, they actually pull to do these assignments. 
Well, uh, that's another thing, and that's why they find them in, in prison uh, and uh, not out here that much. These guys uh, are very, very cocky. They kind of forgot that they did something wrong and put them in jail in the first place. Uh, and so they remain confident and um, uh, that they think that they can do anything and get away with anything. And so when they're told, you know, you may die in this thing, they probably don't really believe it. And uh, so that's why they make a good, uh, a good uh, uh, spy, a good, uh, uh, probably more doing espionage than than observing mm-hmm. things. And um, that's why the program is very effective. They don't pick out, um, you know, your average uh, criminal. Uh, they do this very, very secretively in prison. They tell the warden they want to look around and, and talk to some some of the prisoners. And uh, they very carefully and very secretively uh, select uh, maybe one or two or five or whatever they happen to need at that particular time. How extensive is the program? I think it's quite extensive, uh, but I don't know for sure. But I know I know three of them, and uh, uh, I can I can establish what they did. Uh, I left CBS News to investigate this thing because uh, this is nothing that you that you read. The CIA doesn't hand out news uh, uh, pieces of paper, press releases, or hold news conferences. And uh, if you call them, and a lot of a lot of ex-CIA agents uh, have written books, and uh, the policy with the CIA is, hey, don't tell them what we're doing now. That's all. Uh, you can report about what happened before, and of course, an ex-CIA agent can can relate to that and understand that. When they were an agent, they didn't want anybody talking about what they were doing either. The need-to-know basis is what uh, is very important with the CIA, but it, it's extreme secrecy that, to the point where, where these victims that are uh, people that are being victimized that are, uh, don't know uh, that this con artist is anything but what he says he is, and that's mm-hmm. that's the the tragedy. And it will not spoil their program if they are considerate enough of people, but the extreme secrecy. So that the local police are told, you know, if this person has trouble and is calling the police, uh, you don't go. Uh, one time, uh, the Miami police uh, were called. Um, now, a, a um, one of the victims uh, went to uh, local police headquarters and said, "Please help me. This guy is uh, is taking our business. He's taken. He's gotten into our bank accounts, into our relatives' bank accounts. Please help us." And um, before he got back to uh, uh, to uh, his residence, uh, the Miami police had called Smooth Criminal and said uh, this guy was down here. He was trying to ask our help. And I can understand they are told by the CIA, don't get involved. This is our baby. And so the, the cops who might want to help are told that they can't do it. I had a I had a a, a cop that uh, a detective that just couldn't stand it, and he went and he begged the the feds, and uh, they they told him absolutely not. Uh, this is extreme secrecy, and they ought to be. Uh, I, and I understand I understand why it's extreme secrecy. It's just a problem. Uh, you, you got these. Uh, you got this information, a little information here, a little information there, and then you can put 
and put it together in some kind of significance. But I just cannot believe that uh, that these innocent people have any information, or the fact that they're being conned by one of these guys that should have really been put back in jail. Uh, and they are not supervised. It is so secretive that they that the feds themselves don't want to be standing there and saying, "You better behave, or we're going to throw you back in jail." They don't even want to do that. And uh, so this, it's not the secrecy. It's the secrecy to the extreme that has caused so much pain and agony of uh, the American population. So are they getting the results they're looking for? I just really hate to say that, uh, that make really make this whole puzzle worth it. What do you mean? Uh, well, is it uh, over oh, national you mean, uh, oh, security? You mean, oh, you are mean, they getting the results? Uh, oh, I, they don't, as I say, they don't hold news conferences, but I know that the program continues because it's very effective. They find them in prisons probably where they wouldn't have, where they would have a difficult time finding people out here. And also, if something happened to that person, you would know that, uh, you know, you would know about the program because that person would be missing. Uh, when you're in prison like this, uh, you can become a non-entity. And uh, so it's very effective in that way. It's also very effective that they find one-tenth of one percent of these ideal people who are uh, cocky and who can uh, get their way around uh, uh, in foreign countries. Uh, my my smooth criminal was. Uh, he said in his own words to me. He says, they, they. He says in two months they. He was really brilliant. Uh, they in two months they turned. He says they turned me into a Cuban with Cuba. I knew Cuban history. I knew. Uh, I had. I spoke with a Cuban accent. Uh, Spanish with a Cuban accent, and um, he says I, in two months I was a. I was a Cuban. He says and when I went down there I fit in perfectly. Uh, wow. The reason they, at that particular time, and I don't know what they're doing over in Iran or anything else, and I don't really care to uh, to try to find out and expose, but these guys went down there and they they had to have, the feds had to have boots on the ground because uh, in the 60s the uh, uh, the satellites were up there but they just didn't sit there. Uh, now you can Now you can have a satellite and move it over a country and watch people go in a doorway or come out. And that wasn't the case then. They had U-2s, but U-2s were going 600 miles an hour over Cuba, and uh, they didn't get the pictures that they needed. So that's why they had these little uh, these guys flying little Cessnas and, and Piper Cubs down there. There's a, If somebody wants to look this up and find out, to get some evidence on what I'm talking about, you can mm-hmm. punch up on your computer the Miami Herald, October the 11th, 1980. October 11th, 1980. It says jury can't decide if he was a patriot or an airplane hijacker. The information and the MO about how they operated at that time is in that story. That's exactly what Healy had told me years before. And uh, another one, you can't believe this, that they are so secretive, the feds are, that they don't even tell the Justice Department that um, uh, when when uh, Healy, uh, my smooth criminal, was caught, 
uh, we had a very energetic young uh, Justice Department attorney who uh, who uh, was being uh, turned down and uh, Healy, uh, the case was being dismissed by a judge who was in on it. He was the only one in on it. And this energetic uh, Justice Department attorney took this thing all the way to the United States uh, Supreme Court. They didn't even tell the Justice Department, hey, lay off this guy. We know him or something. They didn't even have to say anything more than that. And uh, the United States Supreme Court ordered a full-time, an actual uh, trial under the Air Piracy Act, and um, he was prosecuted. But um, uh, there was also a little clause in there after the guilty verdict came back. It said, unless excused earlier by the warden. Well, that day, (laughs) they never got to see the warden. They were out again. Uh, and uh, this is this is extreme secrecy. That uh, for three and a half years the Justice Department fought this case. There's another one that they've picked up a guy. His name you can look this up is uh, Louis Posada Corrales, C A R R I L E S. You've heard of him? Um, no, I haven't. Okay. Well, he's the number one most wanted uh, person in Cuba. Uh, he, under testimony in El Paso, Texas, two years ago, said, yeah, I killed this person, the CIA told me. I killed that person. The only thing that he just cannot uh, say or admit to was that he blew up the Cuban airliner that killed 73 oh my athletes from Venezuela. I guess it was just too horrifying, but there uh, are two witnesses that said that he was planning it. So uh, he just may, you know, he just can't probably say it. But there are billboards down in Cuba that don't advertise cigarettes or soap. They advertise for Posada. They want Posada. If we ever regain um, our relation with uh, with Cuba, they're going to want this guy as a stipulation. They're going to say, we want to try him down here for what he did to our country. But um, mm-hmm. the um, uh, he um, we're talking about stuff that happened 50 years ago, and the Justice Department is spending time with it. And because the CIA refuses to testify, you and I can, te- uh, you know, if we are told to testify, we have to take the stand at least. And the CIA just sat there with this trial over in El Paso, El Paso, Texas, uh, a year and a half ago. And then when it was time for the, his attorney, Posada's attorney, to say, you've got to come up and you've got you to refute what he says. He says he was working for the CIA. He killed all these people because you told him to. Uh, what do you say? And the CIA is above the law. They really are. They're the invisible government. And they, they said, we're not going to testify. And uh, you and I can't do that. And that was the end of the trial. I don't know why the Justice Department wastes its time doing these cases. Here's a, here's a case that's 50 years old, and this is just uh, just a few months ago that he was exonerated. Um, I, I, I would hope that they would have more uh, productive things to do. Uh, <laughs> Than, uh, than to exercise this. I mean, here's a, here's a, you know, for three and a half years they fought to get this case in the, 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 the um, smooth criminal case going in, uh, in Miami, and, um, and when they did, they got a verdict, a guilty verdict. The judge said uh, he could have uh, put him in the electric chair, but the judge was in on it, and he said this is the most, the greatest miscarriage of justice since a poor, starving man in the Middle Ages reached for a loaf of bread and they killed him. 
the judge was like a cheerleader on the bench trying to save these guys. He was in on it. He was a former army officer. And uh, here are the it's it's the left hand of the government not knowing what the right hand is doing. And it's just a circus. Uh, again, we go back to extreme secrecy. They don't. They they ought to be able to judge when they have to go through, when they can say something, and when they can't. But they just never say anything at all. You and I can be CIA agents, and we can sit uh, over a bar for two hours and talk about the ball games uh, of last night or something, but you will never tell me one thing, and we can be the best friends. You will never tell me one thing of what you're doing, and I will never tell you. It's extreme secrecy. In that particular case, that's good because if you got caught and you get tortured, you honestly don't know these other things. All you know is what you were doing and Absolutely. what kind of assignment. And that's good. So I'm not knocking it down. And uh, I know that these guys uh, have uh, probably saved us from more terrorism in this country. And I'm only criticizing this extreme secrecy that has hurt human beings. Um, mm -hmm. And the the rationale that we're taking care of the whole country and uh, we can't be bothered in this particular and there may be there may be a real a real situation like that but this is not the situation these are innocent Americans who trusted somebody who said that he had he had direct uh, White House connections and uh, one time he conned um, conned a woman out of twenty thousand dollars he says. He says, uh, uh, I got 15 um, important people, uh, agents coming down from Washington, and we got to fix this motel up, so give me 20000 She never saw the, the fix up and never saw the money again. Uh, so he he was a true con artist. I'm sorry. Yeah, how can a person uh, can protect themselves from um, running to these type of people? Well, and then lastly, what you like to leave us with with the book? Yeah, that's good. Um, uh, Smooth Criminal, a one uh, man American crime wave. It's called. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Barnes and Noble. It's very easy to get. Um, the important thing is that is that you can save yourself from these con artists. They all have the same pattern, and so all you have to know is uh and and if they don't get get you interested and get you involved and start getting your money you don't um uh you uh, you can tell them you can tell them off in the beginning, and you can say, "I'm not interested in your proposal." And they'll go away. The reason they'll go away is that they know that they, there are about 30% of the population that will be uh, fooled by them. And so why why spend all your time trying to convince somebody when they can find somebody that's uh, that's readily available? It's a, it's a if you have a particular problem like a divorce or, or something like that, or you're in need of money or something, uh, you become vulnerable. But it's about 30%. Around the world, it amazes me that you can go to outer Mongolia, and uh, according to psychologists, it's 4%. 4% all over the world are these con artists, and I'm not sure why that's in the genes that way, but it is. Uh, so you can't get away from them wherever you go. Now, um, 
you 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 will meet this person and he will be so um interested in you and he'll be such a confident talker you say here's somebody that really really knows what's going on and they're interested in me and uh it's it's quite a turn on for somebody that may be lonely or uh in this in one of these particular cases there was a very patriotic person and uh the con artist came on and be it was a very patriotic person himself and so they could relate i mean you know you can be into stamp collecting and they'll go down there and study about stamps and uh you know who uh, it's a very um uh, a hobby that not many people are involved in so here's a, a guy that's involved in in this and also women about about one about 25% are are con artists are women uh, and so, oh, you know, here here's a guy that's really interested in, in my stamp collecting. Uh, and they'll do that. Um, uh, they have this enormous ego. They will listen attentively, uh, attentively. And uh, how wonderful that somebody so smart is interested in me, you'll say. And they act and move fast. And uh, this is sort of like Pinocchio, where you have a great time in the beginning, and then uh, then they slam you into a factory where you're working 20 hours a day. <laughs> they uh, the good times end after a few a few weeks, and after a while they move instantly from one end of the continuum to the other, and uh, you you then are are feeling you know why why is he so mad at me now? He was always so good and. He's good sometimes, and it's all my fault, and I'm trying to please him. In other words, he's he's weakening you and your thinking, and you become you, you become like you're blaming yourself for his attitude. Well, he's doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. And you ask questions, and there are gaps. That's one thing. You, sometimes they're such great talkers, but they slip because they're talking all the time. And uh, be a good listener and see if there's an inconsistency about where they were or something. They cover their tracks by getting you, your close friends and your relatives into a war among themselves. They they repeat some gossip or something, and so you got your whole family fighting against each other instead of fighting him. And uh, one thing that they have that the animal world and and our is that um, we we kind of trust people that look you in the eye, and they have that technique. Is they can lie and look you right in the eye, but we sort of feel that, geez, it might be true, but this guy, you know, he's looking me right in the eye. Well, they know how to do that, and um, they uh, are moving so fast at this time. And you've got to you've got to have the money, not next week you gotta have it now you know and uh that puts you under pressure and they can tell you a great story why they have to have it now and why they can't wait and then they throw guilt on you after all i've done for you and you're acting this way and you're hesitating and we're doing this great cause for the country whatever they've invented and then there's uh, quite often a sexual attraction those are the ten ten ways well, I, Bill, I really appreciate you coming to the mm-hmm. program. And again, you, we can get your book, uh, Amazon, Boys and Noble. Yeah, that's right. Um, if it's not there, they can order it at any any store in the world. Uh, you okay. Go in and they will. It's uh, smooth criminal. You got to say smooth criminal. A one man American crime waiver. Smooth criminal. Bill Dean D E A N E. Uh, otherwise, okay. you get Michael Jackson's song, Smooth Criminal. <laughs> <laughs> 
which wow. really doesn't relate at all. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I appreciate it. And you have a website address if they want to check some in. Oh yeah, yeah. You can you can get the book's website simply by smoothcriminal.info. Uh, not dot com dot info and that's an easy way to get mm-hmm. the book and then I I blog every day and uh, that's on our missing uh, news dot com I try to go in depth and like if there's an airplane crash I try to find out why so it doesn't happen again. Great, thank you for coming on the program. Well, thank you, Tim. Thanks for the question. Uh, great, thank you. Take care. Him. Yep. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the program. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye. Again, it's been another production of the Core Business Show. Thank you all for listening. You can download this episode on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, have a great day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to the core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. Thanks again for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.